Welcome to the John Lyon Podcast, episode 76, and this is number 10 of what it's like to be. And today we had Mariel, and she is a baker, so it's what it's like to be a baker. Um, she has an Instagram, it's called mm, Dessert, I think it's 3Ms. Go give her a follow, she makes some amazing cakes, but again, another cool person that lives in the neighborhood, I just wanted to see what it was like uh, starting a business from her home, uh, you know, balancing the life between a business and your family. And then she's got a lot of followers on Instagram and has a steady growth over the last couple of years. So she kind of gets pointers on that on how to balance your life. And do you really want to get that sucked into Instagram? It's kind of a decision that you have to make. Um, how much time do you want to put in? She says it's kind of like a double-edged sword, but um, it was a really good chat and uh, I'm going to have her maybe make me a cake. I'll commission her to make a John Lyon podcast cake. And then uh, I need to try her world famous macaroons. Because all I've ever had is uh, nasty dry ones. So anyway, hope you guys enjoy the episode. And again, go follow her on Instagram. Uh, it's mm dessert with three M's. And again, this is episode 76 and number 10 of what it's like to be a baker. And enjoy this episode of the John Lyon Podcast. <laughs> Gotta get the pop. Yeah. That's awesome. What's the A? Is it ASMR? Mm-hmm. What does that stand for? I don't know. It's just creepy. Because <laughs> people like listening to it and they get soothed by it. They get, yeah, it is pretty creepy. Um, they do it a lot on uh, in the baking industry. It's like, oh, they do? Yeah, like sprinkles and oh. things like falling or, yeah, it's weird. Like, turn, turn the sound on. That yeah. is creepy. Yeah. They just like, do they just pour sprinkles into like containers? Or, I mean, sometimes it's people like chewing stuff or the sound of you eating a macaroon. Like, uh. You know, it's it's bizarre that they get into it, but. Oh, I'm going to burp. To each their own. Woo. All right. Well, <laughs> welcome to the podcast. For the first time, it's Mariel, right? Yeah, Mariel. Because I always want to say Marielle, which I'm pretty sure a lot of people do. Oh, yeah. It's been my whole life. And when every time I was going to talk to you, I was like, I have to go up and talk to, and I kept saying Marielle. Yeah. My wife had to correct me three or four times, like over <laughs> a week or two. And I was like, no, that's what I said. I said Mariel. Yeah. And I would like play around that I actually said it the right way. Yeah. And then, I tell people it's Ariel with an M because oh. honestly, there's like 8 million different ways you can say it. So yeah. I, in my whole life, I've had to correct people. It doesn't bother me at all. Yeah. No. I've had to, uh, John's an easy one to remember. Everyone, yes. my saying is everyone always knows at least one John. Yes. But uh, I've always had to correct people because they add an S to the end oh, of our name. Really? Because I've actually met people in life who have the last name of Lyons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my mom would always tell us because there's a six kids in our family. So yeah. she would always joke around like, just tell them there's a lot of us, but there's no S. Oh, that's funny. So little English joke. Yeah. But um, so what's your last name? Franson. Or, Franson. Do people yeah. on your Instagram know this? Yeah, or should I just I, be calling you mm, dessert the whole night? Yeah, no, it's <laughs> totally fine. I put my name on my profile, and it's funny, too, because some people are like, what's your name? I'm like, have you taken the time to look at my profile? Because yeah. I put it right there. Yeah. I'm not, like, hiding it. It's not private. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Um, so I invited you on because this is the interview series. I think this is number 10. Let me fact check that real quick. <laughs> um, so, yeah, this is number 10 of the what it's like to be 
and it's what it's like to be a baker. Baker. I there guess. you go. Um, so, Mariel, how long? Well, first off, where are you from? I'm from California. Oh, okay. Actually, I'm kind of from a few different places. Uh-huh. Um, I grew up for the first half of my life in um, Connecticut okay. for 10 years. And then I moved to California, and it was Northern California, like East Bay, San Francisco, and was there for 10 years, mm-hmm. and then moved to Utah for college at BYU. Okay. And I have been there ever since. So really, it's like a third of my life in each place. Oh, uh, there you go. Yeah. So what did you major in B- at BYU? Biology. <laughs> Shouldn't it be chemistry, technically, if you're baking? Well, I mean, I did take a couple chemistry classes. So yeah. there you go. No, actually, it's it's uh, it's really fun because biology is like, you know, it's, it's experimental and you're learning the scientific process. Yeah. And, um, you know, all the the ways to run an actual experiment. And so it's fun because when you're baking and you have to have you, first of all, you have to be incredibly precise following the instructions and following the ingredients and doing it the right way and following the recipe. And especially with macaroons, because that's one of my specialties, you have to do it like incredibly precise. Uh And if you don't, you have to know what you screwed up so that you can fix it next time. Oh. And that's why most people don't make them because they're so hard. And they're really, really hard to figure out what you did wrong and then try it again the next time and fix it. So it's been really great for me because I'm like, I treat it like an experiment. Yeah, like yeah. I've got, okay, I've got all these variables. And like, <laughs> how am I going to like control my environment? Uh-huh. And that kind of thing. So I've been able to perfect the process. I'm gonna lie. You I'm know. not gonna lie to you. I'm gonna. I don't really like macaroons. That's Mar- because you haven't had it's, mine. Wait, isn't there a difference of? Isn't there two <laughs> items that are very similar? Yes. What's the? So, and I call what is actually a macaron a macaroon because macaron sounds pretentious. Yeah, so, it does. Um, and technically, that's the way you're supposed to say it. It's French, but um, macaroons are two o. It's M A C. What is it? M A C A R O O N. Mm-hmm. That's an American, I think American, maybe, maybe it's British or I don't know. But it's basically a coconut cookie dipped in chocolate and it's really gross. Oh, like, okay. Yuck. Um, but people get it really confused because it's essentially the same word. So, oh. and macaron is like two almond flour cookies yeah. sandwiched what? in between a filling. Okay. Is it always the same filling? No. And it's delicious. Yeah. I, they always look like super dry to me. And, and maybe the ones be. I had were dry. Oh, yeah. Because I was like, these are disgusting. Yeah. And and I'm, I'm always like, I'm so sorry. You, like, sorry. Um, I'm so sorry. Like, you just haven't had a good one. Yeah. <laughs> like, you need to have a good one. And I was going to bring some tonight. But the problem is, is you have to mature them uh-huh. for around 48 hours in the fridge after you make them. I've probably had ones that were like store-bought. Well, not only were they store-bought, but they were probably stale. And they were probably at someone's wedding reception. Probably, (laughs) yes. (laughs) And and like it is – like they're really expensive and it's because they're such a hard thing to make. Like it takes so long to – to A, perfect the process in your oven because every oven is different and every location is different. They react to like barometric pressure and humidity. And so like if I'm trying to make it on a snow day, it's going to mature in a different way than if I made it on a sunny day. Like it is so bizarre how just That's weird finicky they are. My mom used to make – she's a really good baker and – well, 
she makes really good she made really good bread growing up like french yeah. bread yeah but she Ooh. would make that same bread for the use it for the crust for pizza yes and so people knew about my mom's awesome pizza yeah she doesn't make that much up here since she moved up here like three or four years ago she's getting yeah. little, she's older and so it's harder for the dough and all that stuff to like yeah and her to yeah. roll out the dough but also she's th- she says that the, the altitude. Ele- altitude and the elevation yep. is what affects it. and i was like what that doesn't make any sense oh but- yeah it's so annoying. <laughs> yeah. So instead, we unfortunately, my mom can't make it. She doesn't make it yeah. as much anymore. But uh, my sister-in-law, um, my youngest brother's wife, she's yeah. learned the recipe. And so she started doing she it a ton. She has figured and out how to do it. Yeah. Here. And yeah. so we still get the pizza That's through good. her instead. Yeah. But um, it, takes, I was, it takes like an actual yeah. process to um, change your recipe for high altitude. So, yeah. Yeah. I was making a brownies the other day. And yeah. then Spencer was like, oh, no, make sure you put extra flour in there. Because, yes. And I was like, what the freak are you talking about? Yeah. I look on the back of the box and it said for yeah. higher altitudes. Yep. And I was like, I've never seen this. I actually didn't like them. Um, I actually prefer brownies and like not. Yes. Changed. I like them fudgy and just yes. undercooked. That's what happened. Like and, and full molten lava. That's exactly what I like. Yeah. And they were not like that <laughs> because like, they put more flour. Now it's like cakey. <laughs> exactly. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Yes, I do. <laughs> so, so you're from California, Connecticut and Utah. Mm-hmm. And then you went to school for biology. Yeah. And then did you like after college go get like a regular job? <laughs> you want to get like a, oh. be a scientist with a lab coat or oh, what? No, I, I worked for an investment bank. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> so it was just like bouncing all over the place. Mm-hmm. Um, no, the I worked for Goldman Sachs and it's okay. like it was in the family. It was my dad. He worked for them. My sister worked for them. My brother-in-law worked for them. And so then I worked for them, and then the 2007 market crash, yeah. and everyone in my family lost their jobs except me. Oh. I was the only one, probably because I was a female. Like, <laughs> it was just ridiculous. I mean, yeah. So I even my husband lost his job, and uh-huh. he wasn't at he wasn't at Goldman, but he was at in a construction management firm. So yeah. I was like, well, I am the only employed person in my entire extended family. Uh-huh. <laughs> I will do my duty. Um, but yeah, so then we actually got Bart a job with Goldman after um, he got let go because he couldn't find work anywhere. Yeah. Nowhere in the construction like industry was hiring. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was awful. So um, yeah, first in, first out at that point. So That's crazy. I know. So then... You did you get to keep your job at Goldman Sachs then? I I was there until I had my daughter, my first daughter, okay. and um and we basically like I had to work for like four months after maternity, like had my maternity leave and went back to work for like three or four months, and then Bart passed background, and as soon as he passed background, I was like, peace uh, out, guys, I'm out. I'm, a, I'm done. Yeah, and he started working for them, but he literally just stopped working for them like this past year. And so how been, many years was that? Almost a decade. Oh, wow. So ridiculous. And he hated every minute of it. Yeah, speaking of Goldman Sachs, they're did you get awful. the new Apple card? No. It's They're funded by Apple, uh, Goldman Sachs. What? Yeah. No. I got it. I'm not probably ever going to use it. It's like titanium, Whoa. but you can use it on your Apple wallet. It's all digital. That's cool. Yeah. Um. So then when did you transition into like making cakes or baking cakes? I'm yeah. Sure. Is, that, is that, will I get in trouble for saying making cakes? No, no, because... You bake it, and then you have to assemble it and actually yeah. put it together. So uh-huh. making is fine, too. Um, I just, like, I don't know. You know, it's like you work, you have kids. 
it's the grind. Yeah. I, have, I have four children. They're all like 10 and under. So it's like, it's just a lot of draining physical activity all the time. Yeah. And you don't really have any sort of creative outlet. Yes. And splash pads can only be so fun. Right. It's just not. So, and I don't like love the baby phase. I, I like my kids the older they get. Yeah. So, like, I'm the same way. Like, I always joke and people get pissed at me for saying this, but like, newborns are boring to me. Like, when someone's like, <laughs> do you want to go see someone's baby who was just born? I'm like, nah, I'm good. We're I'll, good. I'll wait for like a few weeks or something like that when yeah. they actually start to wake up and have personality. Yeah. Like, I want to see if eyes. And yeah. A smile. And they, I always joke that they're like baked potatoes. They just look like baked potatoes <laughs> when they're first born. And yeah. so, my first favorite stage for our daughter so far is, was when she was like four or five months. That's oh, when she yeah. first started showing personality yeah, yeah, yeah. and smiling and cooing like and stuff. Like when they start actually like becoming a human, like yeah. giving back. Exactly. Honestly, it's the giving back. Like yeah. you just as a mom and a dad, you just give and give and give and you need to receive sometimes. Yes, yes. Um our la- we were blessed. Our last kid was like instant sleeper. Oh, totally nice. smiled all the time. Like it was just like I love you the most. <laughs> Hopefully the kids you give your other so kids don't listen to this. <laughs> Oh, it's totally fine. Yeah. I say it fully out loud. Uh, okay, there you <laughs> go. They're fine. So then you transition into, did you I, just do it for fun or do you start selling the cakes? Or well, what? yeah. So like I've always done um, artistic things. Uh-huh. Um, I'm not necessarily great at drawing, but I'm, I have an artistic eye and I do, I've done like sewing. I really, really like doing tedious things with my hands. Yeah. That's my mom's a sewer as well. Weird, but like I really love tedious things. So I... But I've never been able to make money off of it. Uh-huh. It's never been a profitable thing, which is unfortunate because as a mom who's sitting at home, I'm like, I want to contribute. Like, I want to feel like I'm doing something of value that other people would, like, pay money to get, you yeah. know? And I don't know. I've done a few really cool projects, but they were kind of short term. And I wanted, like, a, a real business. Mm-hmm. And so... I don't know, two years ago. Um, it's only been two years? It's only been two years. Holy crap. I know. Only two years since I started just baking. The, uh-huh. Like, I've always baked, but... But actually made it like... But, a, like, making it a thing. Yeah. Um, two years ago, my sister was like, have you checked out this um, Instagrammer? And it's Cake by Courtney, and she's a local Utah um, caker like as I've well. I've heard of her. Yeah, she's she has done incredibly well for herself Mm -hmm. um and she has you know she just does recipe testing and then um you know was just an influencer on instagram and so i started doing some of her recipes they were all you know high altitude tested that kind of thing um and they were they were delicious and so good and people and she didn't mind like by all means use the recipes i don't care like you can sell them you know do, do your cakes sell them whatever but um I just started making, I, and I also have a few other recipes of my own that I've, you know, developed over the years. So it's like, I just started doing them and people were like, you should do this for real. Like, you should get paid. And I was like, yeah, you should pay me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> When's your next birthday? Oh, okay. <laughs> and then finally, like six months go by and I'm like, okay, this is, this is for real. Like, I could really do this. Yeah. And I figured out a way to like, get it done at home with the kids in a way that like wasn't stressing everyone out. It wasn't, you know, taking up all this time that like I should be doing other things, you know? Yeah. Because you want you want it to fit in with your schedule. You yeah, want yeah. it to fit in with your life and you don't feel out of balance. And 
I like, I don't know. I just, I was like, okay, I'm going to start this. So I started March of 2017, my Instagram account. Nice. Which is crazy because it's only been a year and a half. So was that your first Instagram account? Because you don't have a personal one as well, I have right? a personal one, but oh, okay. it's private. It's, yeah, yeah. it's very much like I, it's pared down. I have like, I barely follow, you know, maybe a yeah, hundred yeah. people and, you know, and I don't post that often but Uh it's very just very private very regulated (laughs) because I don't have time to scroll like at all I'm like I do so much on my other account it's not worth like getting deep into it on my personal account so yeah we have only been on dessert for a year and a half which is nuts considering how many followers I have so yes I think I just hit the industry at a really really good time yeah like you always wish that you were one of those people who like right time, right place. Yeah. And I was, and it was awesome. And I was like, all right, I'm going to do this. <laughs> we're going to make this work. So crap. What was I going to say? So yeah, you have like a lot of followers. I was going to ask you about that because yeah. is that overwhelming? No, because most of them are, um, global. Okay. And, uh, so I don't necessarily like, they don't necessarily translate to, like local dollars yeah that yeah. makes sense so really it, like and they're all kind of following for inspiration they're yeah. not necessarily following for like actual recipes and stuff yeah and since i don't give out recipes Ooh, um secret i just i do a lot of classes and so uh-huh. i save my recipes for my students so it's like if you're going to pay for my class then yeah. you get my recipes makes sense um i just it's it, I don't know that is like a personal choice because on Instagram you can either go the direction of like here's all my recipes here's free information here's free information which is great and I appreciate it and love that that's a great route or you take the route of like you know I'm a business and you pay for like what I provide yeah isn't and, there a saying in a movie like that if you do something good don't do it for free <laughs> I don't know but it's so true it sounds like I think it's on a criminal style movie i don't know i mean i it, it probably had to refer to hitman but it's incredibly it, accurate yeah regardless so when did it start like so over two years like when the traction start hitting with like holy crap i have a lot of people following me yeah it probably started about six months into it um that's when like so and the other thing is is like i was posting pictures and that's well and great but like it was when I started doing time-lapse videos. Time la- and, and it was right at the time that Instagram was really highly prioritizing um, time-lapse videos on yeah. their Explore page. So, like, I just I really hit it at the right time. Because it's not like I'm in a professional kitchen with fantastic lighting. Yeah. And, like, you know, I am literally in one, like, corner of my kitchen. My same apron. I have no makeup on. I, you know, it's like... Just doing my cakes yeah. and and people eat it up. Unintended. Uh, seriously, <laughs> exactly. Uh, yeah, it's Instagram went nuts over everyone's time lapse, whatever yeah. it was, and so I just rode that all the way to a lot of followers. Yeah, well, because I've also seen like the Facebook ones are probably on Instagram as well, where you only see the hands yeah. and the mixing bowls. Those yeah, those got, are cool. Those, those are got cool. super popular. Like yeah. And they just edit it together to where the next yeah. shot is just so it's yeah, like where they like just, snap and it's all yeah mixed and there's stuff. snap and there's the next yeah. recipe or the next ingredient in a yeah. bowl already mixed and stuff exactly. like that. So those got really popular like a year or so ago. I remember yeah. seeing a ton. So I was really lucky. I just like got in with the time lapse videos right at the right time, and I kind of 
did it before people, before the, at least in the baking industry, before a lot of the local people figured out, oh, this isn't actually that hard. Like you just need a good angle, reasonably good lighting, reasonably good editing software and like, you know, pick a theme and stick to it. Like don't be all over the place. Yep. And so that's what I did. And I, I don't even I know I can tell now that everyone has sort of caught up and Instagram has changed their algorithms that yes. now it's still when I get I get the most like sur- like a higher surge in followers when I do post it time lapse um but it's not as crazy it used to be you've heard you've hit like mm-hmm. more plateaus now for sure yeah like it is a lot slower when are you gonna get your, to when are you gonna get your blue check mark <laughs> I totally want a blue check mark. You do? Oh my gosh. I heard you can pay for them. Uh, you have to have. Like five grand though or something. Oh, that's ridiculous. Um, yeah. Apparently what you have to do is you have to have like an online presence besides Instagram. And like oh. technically I have an online course. I teach classes at Orson Gigi. I, you know, I, ha- my name is in other places but not like you'd have to search yeah <laughs> it's not like on twitter yeah and i and I there, twitter right it's now. not like you know seo whatever like it, you're not gonna like google and dessert and see anything except instagram just yeah. because it's not really do you have a facebook page i hate facebook me too i literally <laughs> only have kept it for posting for this podcast church that's literally oh, the yeah. reason I have so, it. So, like, I, I keep it for my f- watch, like, because now, nowadays, as we go on this random social media tangent, is, right. like, it back in the day when Facebook first started, it was, like, what was... It was you what had your, to have it. Yeah, it was also what yeah. your friends were doing. Yes. Now it's what your friends are reading. Because everyone it. just shares articles and crap, and it's annoying. And I don't read articles. So. Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, I'm holding up my fingers for anyone who can't see. I'm, like, an inch away from yeah. just... Deleting my Facebook. I deleted it for years, and I, I actually I think I was just like too old to like really get into it too. Yeah. Like I was one year too old uh-huh. to get into it, and so I didn't ever care about how many friends I had. Like yeah. I didn't even get into it ever. So I just never got into it, and then and then I deleted it, and then for church they had me like be in charge of it, and I was like, I'm not really on it. No. So. <laughs> I'll do it, but yeah. I'm not going to do a good job because <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I really don't want to be on it. <laughs> yeah, because like I, I just post the podcast on there for yeah. my personal page and then yeah. it's not much traction. It's for anyone who sees it on there. Yeah, exactly. I, I mostly do everything from Instagram. Yeah. I used to have – I still have – so I still have the Facebook. I still have Twitters, my Twitter yeah. accounts, but I don't have the actual apps anymore Oh because yeah, I can't yeah. – I hate wasting my time on my phone, no. except I do waste a lot of time on Reddit. <laughs> <laughs> and Instagram. Those are the only two I still I have know. on my phone. But I know. So Instagram yeah, is definitely a double-edged sword. Yes. It's, you know, you ha- you have to have it. And at the same time, I don't, I don't know. It's it's um, it's um just become this, like, a business app for me. And, uh-huh. and it's sad because I think it's just become a business app for everyone. Yeah. And there's really not really much personal stuff on there anymore. It's, no. Uh, people are kind of bored with it. And now. you can clearly tell looking yeah. at people's profiles which ones are the personal ones yes. and which ones are the business ones. Exactly. So, yeah. But uh, going into that, what, do you have much interaction with your followers or fans, as you call them? Um, I don't know. What, what would you call them? Followers. followers. Do yeah. you have a lot of interaction with them? Like, do they DM you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. I, I don't have super high engagement, but, yeah. um, but like, it's kind of where I want it to be. That's good. I don't know. It's, it's really, I don't know. It's honestly, I've, kind of considered it like 
divinely directed because the business fell in my lap. Yeah. I mean, really. Like, I would never have thought that I was going to be doing this three years ago. I would have been like, wait, what? Make cakes and put them on Instagram? <laughs> For make real? Money? Okay, sure. Um, and then it's like it, it did so well with like a minimum amount of effort. And I mean, granted, like I, I post almost every day. Yeah. That's one thing you got to be consistent. You do. You have to. I suck Um, at that with my podcast. It's hard. I post it when I post the episode. Yeah. And I've learned a little bit of tools of like putting up a video format, but it's just the audio. Yeah. And the background's just an image. Yeah. And so it pulls off it as a video, but I I just haven't put the time in to like constantly do that. You do. You have to really like nurture your feed. Um, And I, you know, I make sure that I'm strategically posting with my videos versus my like still photos and... I try to do stories. I'm not great at it, but mm-hmm. I try. Um, and I try to in, like I try to engage with other people so that it's I don't know. It's like what's the word? I don't know. Instagram knows when you're on, and it rewards you for it. Yeah. So like the more you engage, and especially if you post and you engage with people immediately after posting, Instagram's algorithms pick that up and then basically like reward you for it and will push it out farther like the your reach yeah. you reach more people the more you interact especially at the beginning of the po- like right when you post yeah like within an hour of posting and when you mean engaging like you mean like commenting yeah like, like like any sort of commenting counts yeah essentially so a direct message like respond to all direct messages um say you know try to be as authentic as possible uh-huh. um i've heard different rumors about commenting and like what counts and what doesn't count Mm -hmm. for the bots you know like you have to do more than three words because and emojis don't count and or else it won't pick it up as an actual like you know engagement so it's just bizarre but um but really it's just trying to like balance your your authenticity Mm -hmm. versus your like time yeah like how much do i really want to be doing this makes sense so that's gotta be different for everybody obviously yeah exactly some people literally do it as their business uh-huh. and they just hope that they get sponsorship which i don't really have sponsorship uh-huh. i i do it more for for local business yeah. and for my classes and for exposure that way because uh-huh. i actually my favorite thing is teaching so like i want more people to see me physically yeah as opposed to just like, look at this cool content that I've created. <laughs> yeah, because anyone could just like that. But if they yeah. actually look at what you're doing and then, and then go like, learn from you, then yeah, hopefully they exactly. can actually get something out of it. Exactly. It's way more fun that way. Um, also, you don't make any money off Instagram if you're not sponsored. Yeah, that's true. And it's like, I don't know. And sponsorship, they're weird. They want, they want like super high engagement. And when you can't control Instagram... <laughs> You can't necessarily control how high your like engagement levels are. Yeah. And so then you're just at the mercy of the beast and that's really depressing. So I'm like, nah. I'll so just it sounds stick like with you, my local business. Yeah. So talking to you, it sounds like you got a pretty level head on like you know you have a lot of followers, but you keep your personal life yeah. away from your business life. Yeah. And you're directing everybody like, Hey, it's cool if you follow me on Instagram and get yes. to appreciate my talent, but I'd rather have you come yeah, to the totally. local business and or the uh, to yeah. locally to come see you and actually learn from me if you're interested kind of yes. thing. Yes, and I only post what I make for orders. I don't, I mean, I very rarely... Do hobby ones? Do hobby stuff. Okay. I just, A, I don't really have time. Makes sense. And it's, it's 
I do two to three cakes a week. So, and like maybe two to three batches of macarons a week. Uh-huh. And then maybe a class every other week or every, or like maybe once a month. Um, and so that's a lot of work. And especially like wedding cakes, they take a lot of time and effort. Yeah. Just because they're so big. Um, but like, that's a lot of time away from my family. Not necessarily away from my family, but like, prioritizing them less than my business. So I try really hard to keep like a balance of where I want my, like how many cakes uh, uh, orders I can do a week Uh knowing like, okay, what's my time commitment for those orders and when can I fit that in in my schedule? So I'm not like deprioritizing my family. I mean, you could imagine my husband Bart is like, okay, so are you done yet? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, are you going to come hang out? Uh-huh. Do I have to watch the kids more? <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. So kind of the last question I had about the followers part is like when you started to gain a lot of traction, yeah. were you scared or fearful or worried or anxious about like, is this going to consume my life to where I can't focus on my other priorities, which is my family and friends and just enjoying the hobby altogether? I don't think I've ever gotten scared about it, uh-huh. mostly because the like I haven't I haven't ever had the like oh my gosh my DMs are blowing up I have like <laughs> four hundred DMs you guys are crazy I love you so much like I don't have that uh-huh. I have like maybe three a day and they're all very reasonable requests or questions or whatever you know like where do I buy this or how do you know. Can you tell me where to get that or, you know, that kind of thing. So the commitment level that has come with the followers hasn't been overwhelming. That's I, nice. Yeah, I'm not entirely sure why. Sometimes, you know, there's a little FOMO. Like, why do other people have all of that, yeah. you know, interest? And I don't. But at, then I'm, like, very, very grateful that uh-huh. I don't because it would be so overwhelming. Yeah. So, yeah. So maybe the blue check mark isn't worth it. Right? Maybe not. Yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see. So now transitioning into like the baking, like. Yeah. Have you, do you like a love-hate relationship with it? Or are you still, again, like same thing with your social media. Do you think you found a balance between like the still enjoying it as a hobby slash yeah. I get satisfaction or also like eh, it's a business and I am, someone's paying me to do this and this yeah. is kind of stressful. Well, okay. So at the beginning, you have to say yes to everything. Yeah. At the beginning of a business, it doesn't matter what it is. You say yes to it and you get it done Yeah. because word of mouth is everything and you uh-huh. have to like, you know, please everyone and you it's got to be, be awesome. Yeah. You Just cannot like be picky. saying, what is it like when you... When you're looking for a job and you don't have a job, you can't be picky. Yeah. So it's, it's like you you just have to say yes. So yeah. for the first year, it was like, yes, 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 I'll do all of it. And and that could get overwhelming at times when I'd have like five orders in a week and I'm like, oh, I'm going to die. Yeah. There's only so much time in a week. <laughs> yes, exactly. So from like a time perspective, that was overwhelming. and and But then once I got to a place where like I noticed my calendar, I was like, oh, I can say no to stuff and it's not going to hurt me at all. Like about a year into it, that's when it was like, whoa, uh, yeah. That's good. Like I feel like I've made it. I can say no to things. Yeah, you can postpone things. Yes, exactly. You're going to be fine if you make enough money off these cakes. Exactly. So I got to a place where I realized, okay, like I am not a bakery in an like in an actual location, yeah. I am in my kitchen 
And this, like, I know what I can reasonably do in a week. Like, I've figured it out enough that, like, I know what I can handle. And I'm going to say no to stuff and be like, I'm so sorry, but I am booked out until, you know, two months from now. And honestly, there's exclusivity in that. Uh So that's kind of nice. Sounds fancy. Right? It's like... It's like you're gonna have next pin- next time you want a cake, you're gonna have to cut, like plan ahead. Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'll, I'll pin you in somewhere. Yes, exactly. And you know, next time I'm, I can't do things like with a week's notice, you got to give me at least two months. Yeah, <laughs> that kind of thing. I mean, really, I don't fill up that fast. It's it's more like a month ahead of time. But um, but that's what I want. I I don't know. Bart is out of the job right now, so it's like. I don't know where we're going to be in a yeah. month, you know, like he could get a job out of state and we could leave. Yeah. So I kind of don't really want to book ahead. And Makes that's sense. another reason why I have appreciated the level that I've been able to maintain because it's not so permanent. I don't, I don't necessarily want to stop, Yeah. but I also don't want to like overcommit myself. Makes sense. You know? Cause you can't really ship cakes or across state. Can you? No. <laughs> I, so I've actually had one of your cakes. I think you made one yes, for Spencer. I did. Was it this February? Yes. Yeah. So it was like salted caramel. That was really, that's one of my favorites. Yeah. It was a good one. It was a good one. I'll have to commission you to make me a cake. Okay. Or my birthday's come up in October. Oh yeah. Maybe I'll have you make me a yeah, John Lyon podcast one. Let's do it. That'd be pretty cool. That'd be really fun. Yeah, I could help make it. I don't want to jack it up though. <laughs> No, it's fine. <laughs> um, let me see some of these other questions I had written down. Um, oh, I don't think I even answered your other one. Oh, I, yeah, go ahead. I do not, like, I still love to bake. It's oh, still okay. yeah, so yeah. fun. Like, it's really, I, I think the reason I love it so much is because it's calming for me. Mm-hmm. And it's, like, the creative outlet that I've always wanted. So it's, like, a de-stressor. It, I can actually do it without feeling like, oh my gosh, this I gotta get this done. It's like yeah. I am enjoying it, so that's been really nice. Yeah. That it's it, I've been able to balance my schedule so I don't get stressed, and then I can actually enjoy what I'm doing, and I pick the ones I want to do. Yeah, so that makes sense. Yeah, what's like the best cake you've ever made? And mm. I know that it's not gonna be like. I guess you don't have to name drop anybody because that'll make anyone else feel bad. But like, no. or I guess the overall experience or like fun slash creativity, like what's the best cake you felt like you've ever made? Well, that's hard to say. It is pretty. Um, I really have, like I just got into wedding cakes this season. Okay. And that has been so fun. They're not necessarily the most um, cre- creativity, like they're not challenging in that well regard. if anyone's seen your instagram who's listening you have some pretty creative ones i do but they're your wedding really ones fun. i've seen are pretty straightforward because they're very classy it's a wedding they're very yeah. elegant i want to do more um like high-end more editorial wedding cakes uh-huh. just that would be like photographed really well and just are on like edgy and cool yeah I, um i don't necessarily love traditional i like more modern yeah um, so I'm styles. kind of a yellow cake, chocolate frosting, Pillsbury Doughboy guy. And, and I'm like, oh, that's not going to work out for me. No, I my uh, sorry, my um, vanilla cake is literally the best. Oh, so, really? Yeah. Okay, I'll have to try that. Yeah, we can do that. When I used to, when I was on my religious excursion, as I like to call it, um, <laughs> I would make cake pretty often. And that's I awesome. still remember to this day that one night, for some reason, I wasn't paying attention. And I switched the ingredients on the oil and the water. Oh. To where it was opposite. Yeah. And you know when you have cake batter in a mixing bowl, it usually sticks to the sides. Yeah. This was not sticking. It was oh, just swishing like all a, around. Oh. So I was like, well, I have to bake it because I'm not that, you know, I'm kind of poor. <laughs> so I did. And the whole pan was out. like super greasy. Just slushy. So I just ate the top layer with the chocolate frosting and threw it away. But yeah, yeah that works. Yeah. <laughs> I like baking, but 
it's I don't know. My brother makes some pretty good chocolate chip cookies. I've heard. Yes. Have you had crumble? Yes. So I have to ask you a question. This might define our friendship going forward. Are you a semi sweet or a milk chocolate person? Chocolate chips. Semi sweet. Good. I'm a dark actually. Really? I'm not that dark. I I mean, obviously with chocolate chip, it's got to be semi sweet. Yeah. Milk is just too much. Um, but for like ganache, any sort of chocolate frosting, any Uh sort of thing like that in a cake, it has to be dark because there's already so much sugar in everything else that you have to cut the sweetness with something. It It has to. So So I didn't know that I grew up with semi-sweet until like two years ago. (laughs) You were like, wait, why is this so like rich? (laughs) Yeah, I know. So people would make me, uh, people would make me cookies and bring them. And I could already tell because I'm a very observant person that they were lighter colored chips. Yes. I was like, okay, that's weird. And I have them like, okay, they're good, but whatever. And then someone brings me semi-sweet and You're I like, eat them. Duh. And my mom's like, oh, it's because you grew up with me making semi-sweet. I was like, yeah. holy crap. And it makes sense because the semi-sweet, it balances out the richness of the yeah. cookie dough itself. So Yeah, exactly. So then you say you make really good vanilla cake? I, I have a couple. I just have really good staples, like, of each thing. I don't necessarily – like, I've all, I've found a really good recipe, like, my favorite chocolate recipe, my favorite vanilla. I have an amazing Funfetti. It's, like, from scratch. It's so good. Um, I have a really good strawberry cake. Funfetti? <laughs> so good. My friend's, like, that's so his good. favorite cake. Obviously, yeah. he's cheap like me, and we go to the Pillsbury Doughboy yeah. section to get them, but – Yeah. It yeah. is killer i love is that it just with, vanilla cake with the no it's like a so um have you heard of milk bar no so milk bar is a company um christina tossi started it and she it's it's in new york mm-hmm. and they she basically pioneered like the naked cake which is just like you just see the layers of frost like cake frosting filling cake frosting like oh. you know there's nothing on the outside yeah and then she also pioneered like the cake pop like not like on a stick but like just the round ball i freaking love cake pops yeah and and her funfetti is like to die for Uh um but it's really hard to make because it's unbelievably complicated Uh um and it i but i was like it's so good and it's so different than anything else and i love it and i want to make it and so i spent like a year like high altitude adjusting it essentially uh-huh. and making it work for Utah and it is so good. It's got grapeseed oil in it. What? So like you would think that that's weird. It, it's instead of, it just gives it a different flavor than like if you put canola oil in. Yeah. Cause like canola oil is like flavorless. Yeah. Um, grapeseed oil just gives this like different flavor that, is, I mean, you don't like know what it is, but when you eat it, you're like, Oh my gosh, like, what is this? Hmm. Yeah, canola oil is easy. I just use it for frying stuff. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Exactly. So then how much do you charge per cake? Well. Obviously, it's different if it's like a wedding and if it's like a lot more like creative stuff going on compared to the simple ones. Exactly. And like what kind of um, decoration and whatnot goes into it. Um, I start with my six inch cakes. They're like when I say six inch, I mean like the diameter around. Yeah. And those are about, they start at 65. Okay. So they serve like 12 to 16 people. Oh, wow. Was that the size that you made for Spencer? I made him a half cake. Oh, okay. So like it was a six inch, but half, like only two layers. Less of us. So that would make sense. Exactly. So it's Utah. If I was anywhere else, I would charge like $100 for that. (laughs) Literally. (laughs) 
uh, for anyone who knows the culture of Utah. Yes, you just people are cheap here. Yes, people are cheap, and and not to mention they're very talented. So yeah. like, if they're buying a cake from so, it, like very few people are actually buying a cake. They they can just make it themselves. Yeah, but it's a little trendy right now to like buy a, a good looking cake that mm-hmm. tastes good. So it's like, and then people take pictures of themselves eating it. Exactly. So <laughs> I'm capitalizing off. of There that. you go. <laughs> so yeah, it's great. Um, but yeah, I charge about 65 for that. And then I kind of go along with the wedding industry. It's, you go per slice. So like the wedding industry in Utah, at least is anywhere between like $3 to like $5 a slice. Um, and I charge around 375 right now purely because this is like, I'm still new. Yeah. Uh, you know still building my business but i will eventually get up to like you know 450 or whatever so we'll get there have you ever like sold like have you ever just sold it by the slice when you gave it to somebody or you always just give them the whole cake and then it's the whole cake okay yeah Yeah. um have you ever had a speaking of random like cakes and other people making them have you ever had nothing bun cake yes do you love do you love it don't like cream cheese frosting. Oh, I freaking love cream cheese frosting. <laughs> I really don't really? like cream cheese I just, it's a personal thing. Yeah. It's not like a, I'm sure it's fine, but like I just, I'm not a cheesy person, uh, which I know is weird for so most people. Are most of your cakes, is it that fondant? I hate fondant. Yeah, I hate that so too because that blew up like five or six years ago, maybe longer. Terrible. I was like, it looks cool, but then I can't eat it because yeah. it tastes disgusting. So, I mean- this is the United States where, like, even our buttercream is just, like, so sugary. Yeah. So, like, my cakes are all buttercream. Occasionally I have some fondant decoration purely to, like... For aesthetics, right? Not yeah, to eat. Yeah, not to eat. Um, but, like, anyone outside of the U.S. is like, I wouldn't even eat your frosting. Like, that's so sugary, yeah. you know? Um, but Considering the kinds of chocolate they have right. outside the U.S., which is just Well, and the, there's a different kind of frosting. They do Swiss meringue buttercream, which is, like, egg-based, and it's much, like, meringue-based. Yeah. And it's much less sweet. Mm. Like, very, I mean, it's, or they use whipped cream. Like, they don't, they don't do the sweetness that we do yeah so good yeah. old americans right yeah. <laughs> and i can't do a swiss meringue buttercream it's i don't like the taste of it it's too eggy so then all when you, i'm looking at all your cakes so you hand frost all of them yeah i hand frost all of them and okay. pipe them so or i do ganache i started doing ganache this this summer it's um so basically what, what is ganache ganache yeah. is just chocolate and heavy cream and you mix it together in just the right way so that it will set together and hard Okay. But it's not like hard, hard. Yeah. I thought it was going to be hard. And then I made it and I was like, actually, this is really creamy. It's like a truffle. It's like eating a truffle on the mm-hmm. outside of your cake. Yeah. But the best thing is, is that it holds up in the hot weather. Oh, that's And good. so I had a wedding cake out for like eight hours in like 90 degree weather and it was fine and it didn't do anything or fall over or that's whatever. Good. It was like, yes, for the win. So you're, does your family like the fact that you make cakes because they can always dip their finger in the mixing bowl or you like slap their hands? Oh, yeah. I slap their hands. Yeah. It's, it's the be... wrath of mom yeah. if you come near anything. No like, looking the whisks? No. I mean, occasionally if I'm done, I'll be like, okay, fine. You can have this spatula. But yeah. for the most part, like I save all my butter. There's no extras. Yeah, like, yeah. I save all. I do macaroons, so I always need filling. So I save all my buttercream and I use, I like reuse it in my 
macaroons yeah, as yeah. the filling. So, um, which is great because most people are like, what do you do? Like, how do you gauge how much buttercream to do on your cakes? Because, you you know, you have so much wasted. And I'm like, I don't waste it. Yeah. I am able to use all of it, which is great. So. So how much do you charge for your macaroons? And 20, how... uh, $20 a dozen. $20 a dozen. Yeah. It's really cheap for Max. Yeah. Like, uh, and I used to do 15 and I upped it to 20 uh, It's just, it's Utah. You yeah. can't, you really can't get away with charging more than that because they're not huge. They're only like, you know, a silver dollar size. Yeah. So that's, it all, sucks that's like 175 per. Yeah. So. I've, we've noticed that since living up here, just some of my other friends used to DJ a lot. Yeah. And they're yeah. like, oh, but we go to the same church, so you should give me a discount, right? And you're like, no. No, I'm trying to freaking make money yes, off this. Yes, exactly. This is like a living. Yeah. <laughs> Please. It's weird how that right? it automatically just... The mentality is like sunk, sunk into their head about how they can think they can get a discount because we're neighbors or something. Yeah. But yeah, people from Utah are super cheap. Yeah. Mostly for me, it's that they think they can do it on their like on their own. Yeah. Like, oh, I'll just take your knowledge. And like, then... oh, 65. Uh, never mind. Yeah. It's just my daughter's birthday. Like, I don't need to pay. Like, wow. We'll, we'll pay. Just, yeah. They we'll, don't love we'll their just daughter do that much, around. huh? <laughs> Apparently not. You <laughs> clearly don't love your daughter. No. I mean, I totally get it. Like, yeah. as a mom of four kids, you got a lot of birthdays to go to. Yeah. It's like, I can make my own cupcakes with Betty Crocker. It's fine. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? But... That's why I do want to get into the wedding industry more because especially you kind of forget that Utah has a destination wedding place. So yes, it really is. Like people are coming from far away to get married up in the mountains. Oh, like Park City and stuff? Yes. Or like Alta or Snowbird or wherever. I mean, they pay a lot of money for like there's huge weddings up the canyons and like so that's who I want to yeah. get into with. <laughs> I want to get from, not from Utah. Yes, I want to get into the people who will pay six hundred dollars more or more for for a wedding cake. That would yeah. be fantastic. So that's a good idea. Yeah. So is that the plan? Like going forward, is trying to transition more into like wedding cakes and stuff. I mean, it that is hard because Instagram does not reward wedding cakes. Why not? <laughs> because they. It's not as exciting for the explore page. So, like, I have to make a conscious decision that if I want to start doing this and all my content ends up being pictures of white cakes with flowers. They kind of all start to look the same. No one's going to want to, like, follow someone. Like, other – like, the, the the scope of followers narrows. Yeah. So I have to be okay with that. Well, that makes sense because weddings only happen hopefully once in your life. I mean, Utah's special. You yeah, yeah. get a lot more opportunities to, to get into the wedding industry. It's but a lot easier. But yeah. I'm assuming there's a lot of other people who do just wedding cakes as yes, well. So, so many people. So but... that's having to try to take your piece of the pie for the market. Yeah, I mean, there's actually not a lot of high-end wedding cakes in Utah. It's mostly really, really cheap stuff or like one or two really high end. Yeah. So if I could get into the really high end, Mm -hmm. that would be amazing. Yeah. That would be where it's at. But I just haven't broken into it yet. So do you find that, so is it that the more creative, wacky air quote cakes like make are more popular on Instagram because they look more. It's just like, yeah, it's the more trendy, like bright colored sprinkles, like whatever is the trend, Yeah, that's what you get rewarded for. And so at the beginning when I was like, I want to build my followers, I want, you know, I want to do all this because hopefully it'll translate into sponsorship or, you know, local follow, like more local followers that will see me and it will translate to classes and 
comp, you know, like I would love to do demos at conferences, yeah. and, you know, like all the conventions and things like that. Um, that would be fantastic. But like, and th- they're only going to know me if I have a lot of followers and I'm considered like an influencer. Yeah. Um, so it's just this catch 22 of like, do I want to be only producing trendy stuff that I don't necessarily care about? Yeah. Or do I want to like stick with the business side and like do what I like and what makes money and you know, that kind of thing. So yeah, it's gotta be a hard balance. It is. It is. Um, speaking of which I saw you were on TV recently. I was, that, that was really fun. Was that local news? Yes. And was that ABC or something? Uh, or Fox 13. Fox 13. And the did place. you get invited on or did you ask to be on or what? Well, so the, I've been on before, um, uh, to good, good things Utah twice. That was really fun. That was last year. Okay. Um, I haven't gone on recently just because you don't like, you don't, it doesn't translate to anything necessarily. No. And I, I haven't really had anything I wanted to push. Yeah. Um, and sometimes they make you pay for it. Like Ugh. they make you like pay like a thousand dollars or more to like have a spot on the thing. Oh, it's like buying a commercial time. Yeah, exactly. It's like buying a commercial time. Mm-hmm. So this one, um, it was for time for her classes, which is a really cool uh, she's this girl who started this business that basically you do. It's like girls night out kind of. Mm-hmm. It's essentially what I needed, what a lot of us moms needed. Mm-hmm. This like outlet of here, let's go learn how to do this tonight. Or, you know, like there's wreath making classes or watercolor or whatever. And you just go. And so I'm doing a class at the end of September that's um, cake demo class. And I'm going to do a two tiered cake and. Um, she has so September is cake month where she has um, one location up in Logan and one in Midway and one in Park City. So I'm doing the Park City one. And so she wanted me to come on and just kind of be the eye candy, the like, you know, visual aid. Yeah. Like this of dope the segment. Cake. Yeah. Like this is what we're going to do. And this is one of our instructors. Uh-huh. So, yeah. Is the cake going to have a theme or are you just going to do a basic like straightforward? Uh, at this point, it's like. She basically said, like, okay, we want to promise the that they'll see two different types, like two different types of cakes mm-hmm. um, and assembled in a cool way, like so that they can like learn how to do whatever's trending right now. Yeah. So I just have to kind of come up with the, what like I was like, well, I'll do a two tiered cake so that they can see how to stack cakes, which mm-hmm. is so is that. Two, you know. two tiered, just one, two? So, yeah. So, it's like maybe I'll probably do like an eight-inch cake and a six-inch cake or maybe a six and a four. What's the tallest you've done? I've done four tiers. Four tiers? That's the tallest I've done. Is that the, isn't that the wedding cake you just did recently was four? Um, I've, I've done two that are four and okay. they're large. Yeah. They look <laughs> they, like when you're loading it into your trunk. Yeah. They're big. And I have a carrier that's awesome that like – I paid a lot of money for him, mm-hmm. and but it takes literally all the worry out. Yeah, like that's why people don't even get into weddings because it's too stressful. The transport, like getting it from the bakery to the venue and setting it up and everything. And this is it's a cake safe, and that's what it's called. Uh-huh. And it literally takes the worry out. I that's mean, you cool. drive you you drive up bumpy, windy roads, and it's like totally fine. We're yeah. good. I mean, they fly them on airplanes. It's it's totally nuts, but huh. So have you gotten to know – so you're doing everything at your house. Have you gotten yeah. to know, like, local businesses around here since doing cake stuff? Yeah, kind of. Because like, my favorite professor 
at UVU. Mm-hmm. His wife has a place in Salt Lake City, and it was called Salt Cake City. Oh, cool. So I don't know if you've heard of that one. I think I have, yeah. But she he would tell stories about how helping him on the off season where he's not teaching, like yeah. helping deliver He'll her help. cakes and how stressful that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he told a story of like one time, I think they didn't have one of those cake yeah, safes yeah. that you're talking about, and like the yeah, cake fell so over scary. on the way to a wedding. Yeah, it's like, I mean, what would you do? Yeah. Like, it, that's an absolute nightmare. Because you and can't, it takes time, obviously, yeah, to make a cake. it's a, a literal you, nightmare. You can't just go buy one at Costco. Oh my gosh, I can't even imagine. It would so be Have so you had awful. experiences like that where you tried to deliver a cake and it was just... It, no, thank heavens. I mean, good. I like, I mean, I you're literally praying in your mind like the entire time. Like, yeah. please don't fall, please don't yeah, fall, yeah. please don't fall. Please be okay. Please don't like get knocked over. Please don't trip over a shoe. <laughs> like, uh, I mean, it really is just, you know, like holding your breath. But I haven't had any problems yet. And it's amazing that I haven't because that's good. I don't really know what I would do. I don't want to jinx you. Right. Um, no. So what's, yeah, knock on wood. What's the, uh, what's like the, was it there any time early on like where it was like nightmare, like making cakes? Like you had like bad experiences? Well, it's like learning any... It's, it's like learning anything. Yeah. You know, you have to get good at it. So you have to practice it. And so I remember it would take just hours. <laughs> it yeah. would take so long to assemble a cake and make it look good. And it was just like, whoa, that took forever. And I remember my husband saying, like, like eventually this will be like old hat and it won't even be that big of a deal. And, you know, and, and then it got to a place where it is like no big deal. And Bart's like looking at me like, you just whipped that out in like an hour. Like how? <laughs> remember crazy. last year when it took like four hours to do the same thing? Like, uh-huh. yeah, I do remember. <laughs> That's crazy. So then um, you haven't had like, or like you haven't had any nightmare experiences though? Like, mm-hmm. It's all been pretty... It's been good. I'm a huge perfectionist. Oh, okay. Very A-type personality. Yeah. I mean, yeah, very A-type personality. So, like, I prepare and go over in my head, and, like, I think of all scenarios ahead of time. Like, uh, okay. I prepare like a mad woman. My so. wife's like that, too, with trips. Yes. So she's been in the totally. hotel world for 10-plus years oh, now. she has? That's yeah, cool. Yeah, she's right now the... Well, she's not anymore, but she was the director of sales of the two Marriott's down the street in Lehigh. That's awesome. She's quitting, but um, she's actually now to try to supplement income. Yeah. Uh, she's going to try to be doing travel agency stuff. That's awesome. So we found some crazy discounts you can get because we've always Sweet. been using our hotel discounts. Like yeah, we'll go to yeah, Disneyland, yeah. stay at so Marriott cool. for 50 bucks a night yeah, and I walk wish. to the park. Yeah. Well, she found out she can get like half off some of the Disneyland resorts because once you what? become a travel agent you can become certified I'm in like, multiple so things. We're like in the same like neighborhood. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Discount. No. <laughs> no, seriously. And actually the funny oh thing gosh. is side tangent about travel agency, <laughs> what I've been learning a lot is it's not any extra to get, go through a travel agent. Oh wow. So travel agencies used to be huge and yeah. then um, how do you make the money? How do you make the vendors money? pay you? The vendors so, yeah, pay if you, you if you fill up the cruise ships, the hotels, air, air airlines not so much. But so what she was saying is back in the day, travel agencies used to be huge, and then the internet blew up. Yeah. And then they took the all market, the business. The market went down, and then people were like, 
I don't need, I don't want to pay. No one was yeah. traveling. And then they said, like, we can do this on our own. Yeah. Why now, would I pay for someone to come up with a trip that I can totally plan myself? Exactly. Except, like, really, in reality, can I? Yeah, yeah. And so what happened was is now that it's bounced back, the market and the yeah. internet has become more stable, I guess, as far as information goes. Travel agencies have made a comeback because yeah. they compare it to where... It's like a library. Yeah. There's all this information. It's, it's overwhelming. Not, yeah, exactly. And that's, they're the librarians. That's the hard part is that yeah. there is too much information. I'm like, ugh, like I can't find a good flight because there's too many yeah, to yeah, pick yeah. from. Like I have to rely on the flights from home, like uh-huh. <laughs> the, that one thing on Instagram and like try to see if there's any good flights because – or Rick Steves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's my favorite. <laughs> so yeah, she, she's going to do that. But how do I get on this that's tangent? That's so good oh, to know. Oh, she's a crazy planner. So she plans out yeah. – she even – that makes itineraries for oh, our I personal trips. We're BFFs now, already. <laughs> yes, but she, I'm throwing under the bus, and she's going to listen to this. She's ah. gotten better over the years since we've been married, but she doesn't feel like following cooking or baking instructions yeah. and then wonders why it doesn't turn out good. The, I'm like, a did lot you, of people are like I was like, like did you preheat the oven or did you just stick it right in? And then yeah. she's like, I was like, did you follow the instructions on the back? She's like, well, kind of. Yeah. Because they kind of think it just came from a lazy thing. But now she's she's even noticing that when she follows instructions yeah, it more, works. it it's works. It's like, oh my gosh. <laughs> Chemist- it's chemistry. It so, so that's why you feel like you hadn't had any crazy nightmares because you plan yeah, well? Yeah, and I am very anal about following the instructions. Yeah. Like I, I, and I always have. So I'm not like terribly concerned about mistakes of my own making. Uh-huh. You know? That makes sense. It's really more like what happened right before I came here today, like my two-year-old getting a hold of my food dye and yeah. dyeing my carpet. It's fantastic. What color? Maybe he can just dye pink. the whole carpet. Pink so. and blue. Hot oh, pink and hot blue. It's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> oh, We're it's thrilled. crazy. We love it. So um, <laughs> so you're two years into this thing, almost going into three years, you said? Yeah. Did you at ever one point, I think this is the question I wanted to ask you the most, did you ever at one point want to give up? Um... No. And then I've had a lot of opportunities to pause and decide where I want to go with it, which can include tapering down. Mm -hmm. But I just haven't gotten to a place where that is ideal. Mm -hmm. Um, I can like like we've talked about before, like I really as I've grown my followers and I've been able to say no to things or I've been able to like pare down on my orders so that I can balance my life better. Like I've been able to actively decide how I want things to go, which has been really nice. Um, But I haven't necessarily gotten to a place yet where I'm like, I'm done with this. That's not to say that I haven't thought about it. I have thought like, what is it going to look like? When I am going to want to say no and be done. Yeah. I don't know what that looks like, but that's kind of like, it's always in the back of my mind. Like, I wonder, this really appeared out of nowhere. So like, it could disappear, it could too. disappear just as easily and A, not hurt anyone. And, you know, like, no, it's just me. So yeah. like, it would not bother anyone if I decided to stop. Yeah, because you've invested a lot of time and effort yeah. into it, but at the same time, like not as much as like you're investing like, tons of money into a yes, storefront and exactly. all this, like and I don't have employees. employees. Yeah, I have not necessarily like engaged people to like you know do things for you know it's and and if I don't necessarily have like wedding cakes far out, yeah, 
if I only have orders that are close, you know, close in time, then I can theoretically say, okay, I think I'm going to be done now. Yeah. But I'm not there yet. Yeah. I just, I like seeing how it's morphing, how it's like developing into other things. It's yeah. fun. There's different stages of that and that yeah. can continues yeah. to reinvent itself and yeah. you reevaluate and exactly. say where I want to go from here and stuff like that. I've been really lucky in that it has grown organically and naturally and I haven't had to force it. Yeah. A lot of times things feel forced and you feel like you're banging your head against the wall. Like why isn't this working? I'm putting so much effort into this. I've had way too many hobbies that I wanted to turn into businesses that just never worked out and because no one would buy it or whatever it was just like this is too much effort for so little money or whatever like I did a lot of photoshop things like I did um car like uh Christmas cards and things like that uh-huh. and I, wa- I was like it would be really cool it'd be a great business so like what if I got into the wedding industry and did like invitations yeah. and things like that but on like on top of the cakes and stuff well before oh, I'm before. saying like years, oh, okay, years before yeah um I did a lot of like sewing things like when we first when I before I even had kids it was like I had all this time <laughs> yeah so I did sewing and I would take it to fairs and like try to sell it and but my aesthetic is very different than mainstream Utah so like it just wouldn't sell. Yeah. And people didn't want the modern stuff. They wanted like kitschy, girly, whatever. And uh, I just was like, no. Nope. Yeah. My mom just went <laughs> to the, uh, she just went to the quilting festival today. Yeah. Thanksgiving point. She's into that. That's really fun. I mean, yeah. quilting is really fun. Like I said, I really like doing stuff with my hands, but uh, this has been the only thing that I've been able to actually, it's, it's like a canvas. It's like a temporary canvas. You get to make art, sell it, Give it to someone, say, peace out and never see it again and it's gone and then you start on the next thing. So yeah. that's that's been really fun. Has anyone ever come back to you like this cake was crap? No. That's good. Thank heavens. <laughs> I wait for the day that someone's like, there was a hair in my, you know, and I'm going to be absolutely mortified and have to refund them. I mean, yeah. I yeah. thank heavens. I did have like one massive failed cake that... Uh, Funny enough, like, and this is a true testament to um, Photoshop and uh-huh. the ability to like photograph something at an angle and edit it. That and makes a huge all, difference. Yeah, right. Because it was probably my first huge picture. Yeah. And my few, first huge time lapse. It was this rainbow cake, and I mean, you can imagine it just went bonkers. Yeah. Like, and for me, and for my, you know, at the beginning of my like Instagram account. And so it was just so funny because I fully edited out the part where my drip, my ganache drip melted the back of the cake and it was a hot mess. And it was just for a neighbor. And like, I was like, I'm not even going to charge you for this. I'm so sorry. And she's like, whatever, it's totally fine. It looks great. I'm like, there's a front and a back and just don't show the back to people. (laughs) Like it's fine. But, but then hilarious that, you know, no one sees the back on the picture, so they love it. <laughs> yeah, my friend who's been on the podcast a couple of times, I used to work with him. He does real estate. Yeah. He's been flipping houses lately. Yeah. And he's paid our other old coworker to, like, take pictures for him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, that makes so much of a difference. Because you ever go looking at houses on, like, real estate websites? Oh, yeah. It's, and like, it's a bunch gross, of, like, gross, gross, gross. Nasty that digital camera. Good. Yeah. You could tell the nice ones because they actually yeah. got a nice camera. They paid for it. Exactly. There's editing. There's exactly. lighting. So it's funny how, like, that, that extra yeah. camera will go. 
all the nice cameras and the right. lighting, all the stuff will go a long way. So yeah. I'm very excited to upgrade to the new phone. <laughs> oh yeah, I just uh, I have the eight plus, and I'm done with this big phone. Yeah. Because when I went from the six to the eight, I was like, I can't get the exact same size because I love Apple, but sometimes it, they're the phone, huge. Well, the phones look the same. I'm like, this yeah, is like, they yeah. look like. I know that internally it changed a lot. Yeah. But they, if I got the six to the eight, it would look exactly the same. Yeah. So I was like, let's go with the eight plus. And yeah. now for two years, this phone's too big for me. You want I gotta the smaller go. One. I want about. I want that that uh, midnight green one. You see that? one? I know. Well, I did dope. see it. It and does look. Apple good. has. <laughs> I was like, I want the midnight. Apple green. <laughs> has green. Uh, no, Apple has clear cases now. Oh. So you can show off because I've never showed off the. I actual know you never show it. Color, but now you can with the That's clear case. Awesome. Um, it's got the most ridiculous camera, and normally I'd be like, whatever. There's like hardly any new features, yeah, yeah. but the camera there's and the fact now. that I can write it off as a business expense because oh. I literally do. 95% of all of my marketing and business and everything through my phone, like all of it. Oh, that's I cool. do my editing, my photos, my videos, all of it through my phone. So yeah, I yeah. need I need a good phone yeah, with yeah, a yeah. good video. That's <laughs> like, really I need cool. all the good stuff. So um, I'm like, yeah, um, I've never done this, but I'm fully going to be first in line. There you go. <laughs> um, so one last question I had for you is if anyone who wanted to like – gain a following on Instagram, whatever it is, or just like start a business from their home? Like what would be some yeah. of your pointers or advice? Well, kind of depends on the business. Yeah. But maybe some general pointers. General pointers. Instagram, they will prioritize pictures that look good. Yes. So you absolutely just like have to have good pictures. And like that means really good lighting, really good editing, and consistency. Yeah. Like they have someone needs like my feed isn't necessarily one of those feeds where it's like every other post is this color and every other you know it's mm -hmm. like all the color like my feed isn't necessarily that way but if you see a picture you know it's mine yeah if you see a video you know it's mine mm -hmm. like very easily so the consistency is important um you have to kind of have a signature to your photos like yeah. it needs to they need to look good and they need to have, I don't know, like the editing is so important. Get really good editing. Um, I go through Lightroom. Oh, yeah, I have Lightroom. Um, that one's free, isn't it? Yeah, it's There's free. probably a paid one, too. You can get more features. Yeah, I paid for presets, mm -hmm. which are basically like a fancy way to filter. It's like, it's like a filter that isn't set, so you can totally change everything. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's like a preset configuration mm -hmm. of settings in Lightroom. So I use like one or two, and I really like them because basically depending on the lighting of the photo that you took, you choose which preset you want to use. And then it basically makes it so all of your photos look consistent in the same sort of style. So I really, once I did that too, it definitely made a big difference because just editing it in Instagram was like not cutting it. Yeah. It's super grainy. It's not good. So yeah, having good photos is huge. Um, knowing that like you have to decide upfront what your balance is. Like how much time am I going to put into this? Mm -hmm. Because like you will have to put time into it. It Like people pay people <laughs> like to yeah. run their social media for them because uh -huh. it is time consuming. So like decide and prioritize what you want to do, like what you want to put into it in order to get stuff back, like what is important to you. Yeah. So I know for me, I'm going to post around 830 in the morning because that's when my like you look at your analytics on Instagram and it says like we're 
what days are more the peaks and stuff. Yes, the peaks. So it's like I know I post around eight thirty every morning, and for about an hour, I schedule it so that I can like I have notifications ping me. I'm not like ignoring them. I'm responding to people's comments right away, not not like immediately, but within the hour. Yeah. Um, I always respond very fast to DMs during the day. And then, you know, I'm checking back in. And, you know, you have to decide, like, how much do you want to be on Instagram? That yeah. sucks. Like, you do not want that to run your life. But then at the same time, if, like, for me, I know I have no marketing other than Instagram. Yeah. So, like, I have to kind of play the game. It's like you said, a two-edged sword. Yeah. So. Double-edged sword, whatever. Yep. Those are my tips. Nice. What about uh, running a business from your home? Um, I guess people don't actually... You know, you have customers coming into your house, right? Usually, they, so. they come to the door and I hand yeah. them their cake or help but it's them. Not like I, a... I'll help them put it in their car and that kind of thing, or I'll deliver it. Uh-huh. Um, but I got um, certified, like I got um, my food handler's permit. Nice. I used thing, to get so. that when uh, I worked at Subway. And, yeah, uh, exactly. <laughs> and uh, right, I went Chick Fil A, and then I think I had to get a Hollywood video too. Oh my I'm gosh, dating myself so from how funny. how old I used to, when video. I used to work there. Yeah, that's amazing. Not yeah, really, because so, that place sucked. Yeah. Well, it was open 365 days a year. Oh, my gosh. That yeah. does suck. I had to work Christmas night one time. <gasps> That's really bad. Yeah. I worked at a bakery in college. Oh, really? And so that was kind of my first yeah. you know, exposure to what the bakery like life is uh-huh. and why I don't want a bakery. Like an <laughs> like, actual storefront? Yes. Yeah. Like I don't want a storefront because, like, I mean, I just... I just don't want that. Well, it's like so much more because you got to talk about all the expensive equipment. Yeah, it's equipment. a real full-time job. I yeah. want like this part-time gig out of my house type yeah. thing. I want like high-end. I, I want to only do the things that I want to do. I yeah. want to develop a style that then people come to me purely for that, you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, it's like a little niche. Yeah, exactly. Nice. Yeah. Well, is there anything else you wanted to throw in? think so no no this is really fun i forgot to start my podcast off like i always do with a fun fact so anyone who got all the way through this episode (laughs) is gonna be rewarded with the The fun fun facts i always pull up nice um so i pull them off reddit all the time because i like reddit and they're easy to find and i don't ever fact check these but who cares they're fun facts yeah so it says massachusetts institute of technology which i think is mit yeah offers a pirate certificate to students who complete the archery, sailing, fencing, and pistol or rifle shooting courses. What? The department frequently holds pirate induction days and has had a steady stream of students rewarded the achievement. I want that. Yeah. I want to You got to go to MIT, though. That's amazing. <laughs> so there's the fun fact. That's awesome. Um, Mariel, thanks for coming on. Yeah, thank this you. This has been episode 76. Wow. And then it's number 10 of the what it's like to be a, a baker. baker. And have a business out of your own home. So um, I'll uh, be posting this. I'll tag you in it. And then you can share it. And uh, I'll have to get a cake from you. And try those macaroons. Because I've had dry, nasty ones. That's important. Yes. That's the most important thing. (laughs) Yeah. Let's let's do that. So uh, thanks for tuning in, everybody. And peace out. Enjoy the episode. (laughs) 